0: Good morning, friends. Thanks for joining us here this morning on the New Vision Life podcast. If we haven't had the chance to meet before, my name is Dalton Barrett, and I serve as student pastor at New Vision's Buchanan campus. I'm really excited um, that we get to go through this passage and this story here together this morning. We're going to be in Acts chapter 26 this morning. Just a little bit of of context here right before we jump in. Paul here is standing before a man whose great-grandfather was actually one of the people who, or or was the king, who tried to have Jesus killed as as a baby. And this man's grandfather had John the Baptist beheaded. Uh, His father had martyred the first Apostle James. Uh, Agrippa's family history made it very unlikely to receive Paul warmly, like, or, or to receive this Jesus movement warmly. And so we're wrapping up. We're coming towards the end of, of the book of Acts, and Paul is on trial here. And so I'm going to be reading from the uh, Christian Standard Bible today, Acts chapter 26. We'll start in verse 1. Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand, and he began his defense. I consider myself fortunate that it is before you, King Agrippa, I am to make my defense today, against all the accusations of the Jews, especially since you are very knowledgeable about all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time, and if they are willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion I lived as a Pharisee, And now, I stand on trial because of the hope in what God promised to our ancestors. The promise of our twelve tribes they hope to reach as they earnestly serve him night and day. King Agrippa, I am being accused by the Jews because of this hope. Why do any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? In fact, I myself was convinced that it was necessary to do many things in opposition to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I actually did this in Jerusalem, and I locked up many of the saints in prison, since I had received authority for that from the chief priest. When they were put to death, I was in agreement against them. In all of the synagogues, I often punished them and tried to make them blaspheme. Since I was terribly enraged at them, I pursued them, even to foreign cities." I was traveling to Damascus under these circumstances, with the authority and commission from the chief priest, King Agrippa, while on the road at midday I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me, and those traveling with me. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice speaking to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. I asked, who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one who you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and as a witness to what you have seen and what you will see of me. I will rescue you from your people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes, so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Instead, I preached to those in Damascus first, and then to those in Jerusalem, and all the region of Judea, and to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, and do works worthy of repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and were trying to kill me. To this very day, I have had help from God. And I stand to testify to both small and great, saying nothing other than what the prophets said, or what the prophets and Moses said would take place." that the Messiah would suffer, and that as the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light to our people and to the Gentiles. As he was saying these things, in his defense, Festus exclaimed in a loud voice, You're out of your mind, Paul. Too much studying is driving you mad. But Paul replied, I'm not out of my mind, most most excellent Festus. On the contrary, I'm speaking words of truth and good judgment, for the king knows about these matters and I can speak boldly to him, for I am convinced that none of these things has escaped his notice, since this was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. Agrippa said to Paul, are you trying to persuade me to become a Christian so easily? I wish before God, replied Paul, that whether easily or with difficulty, not only you, but all who listen to me today might become as I am, except for these chains. Then, Or the king, the governor, Bernice, and those who were sitting with them got up, and when they had left, talking with each other, and they said, This man is not doing anything to deserve death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been released if he had not appealed to Caesar. So that's where we're gonna pause here and and, or just wrap up the chapter, I guess. Um but the thing to understand, if you missed yesterday, is that Paul, when he goes on trial here, he does. He makes an appeal to Caesar, and we'll talk about that in just a, a, a few minutes. One thing that I think is is interesting here is how long it's been since Paul's conversion. Paul references his conversion a lot here. He references the, the road to Damascus, something that we talked about uh, a long time ago in this Acts series, because it's towards the beginning of the book, and, and it's been about 30 years real-time since that happened. So he's standing in this prison, he's talking to the, or not prison, he's standing on this trial talking to these people about 30 years after he first meets Jesus on the road to Damascus. In that time, he's, he's gone from town to town, and he's planted all of these churches, and he's gone on these great missionary journeys, and, and he's written all of his letters, or, or some of his letters, and, and he's done all of these incredible things, and here he is standing on trial. Paul's direct challenge, because he, he says all of these things, he, he he quotes his testimony, he tells all of this story, and when he said these things, the king stands up, and Paul had directly challenged Agrippa. He had said, look, I know you know what's going on here, you've seen it, it's happening in public, you've seen this movement begin, and so the others in this platform, it, it was hitting too close to home, right, it felt too personal, they had to end it quickly, so they stand up, they end their proceedings, and they go away to have this conversation. And they come to the, the the conclusion; they determine that the man is the, the man being Paul is doing nothing that deserves death. Agrippa he saw that there was no evidence offered to support the accusations against Paul, and he 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 saw Paul's integrity. While not believing what he said, he saw how he genuinely felt this, genuinely believed this. So they they really give him a not guilty verdict. However, because Paul had previously appealed to Caesar. He couldn't be set free it, it seems like uh, once an appeal was made in this time to Caesar which was a big deal I mean Caesar was ultimately the guy in charge of all of this stuff once you had appealed to Caesar there was no going back even if you had been found on guilty even if you tried to to retract that it, it, it couldn't happen so he's already appealed to Caesar and instead he has to go instead of being set free, instead of being found not guilty. And it seems that Paul might have been set free, right? So Paul's appeal to Caesar, some people would argue it's a good thing. Some people would argue that it's, it's a bad thing. Some people believe it was bad because Paul was um, trusting in the power of the Roman legal system instead of trusting in the power of God. I, I don't, believe this. Um, I I don't buy into this, but it's, it's something I've heard. They say that Paul might have been set free by Agrippa had he not appealed to Caesar. But I think to see the fulfillment of God's plan through these events, you have to look at his appeal to Caesar. Paul's going to have the opportunity to preach to the Roman emperor the same way he had to Felix and Agrippa. He's going to have a chance to to look at the emperor of Rome, the guy, once again, in charge of all of this thing, in charge of the whole Roman legal system, in charge of all of this, he's going to have a chance to look at him and he's going to be able to tell him the story of Jesus' life. And it's, once again, it's probably a similar thing. I'm sure Caesar had had heard, I mean, it's been 30 years or longer since Jesus' resurrection, Caesar's heard some of these rumblings of these Christians around and so, Paul is now going to have a chance to say, these, these Christians that you've heard about, this is their story. This is what happened. This is what happened to Jesus, the Nazarene. This is what happened to this guy, Jesus, who we had executed. This is, this is the story, and this is my story, and he's going to share his own faith, the way he had to Felix, Festus, and Agrippa. And what's awesome about all of this is the way Paul uses this trial as an opportunity to share what God has done in his life. And I really do think there's something we can learn from this and pull from this, because when Paul is in the middle of this, this incredibly difficult, incredibly hard, incredibly stressful circumstance, I mean, he could be killed at any moment, but that didn't seem to bother Paul, because all Paul wanted to do was share what God and what Jesus had done in his life. So that's what he does. He gets on trial here and he says, look, I I used to be one of you guys. I used to be a Pharisee. I used to not believe in this thing. It was never real to me. It never made any sense. I even went as far to execute the Christians for what they believe. I was that anti-Christian, Christianity. I I was that against this Jesus guy. But when I met him, everything changed. And he just tells his story and he tells his testimony. So I think one thing that's interesting for us is as we meet these people, who don't like us because of what we believe, as we meet these people who, who um, don't want to talk to us because of what we believe, we're probably not going to be on trial for our beliefs, at least not now. When we meet those people, what we have is an opportunity to reflect Jesus to them through our love, through our care, through our compassion, but also through our story. And I hope that we can all do a better job at doing that in the coming few weeks. Thank you for listening this morning. We'll see you next time.